Oh my God, there's only four of us. I know. So weird. It's the first time we're recording without her. This is so bizarre with four of us, huh? I know. Four squares. Wait, can someone tell me what series this is? I have no idea. Let me look. I'm like the kind of dink that says I'm 41 before I'm 40, and now it's almost my birthday. And so I'm like, I'll be 42. No, you won't. I do the same thing. I'm already calling myself 50, and I'm only 48. I was looking at like my church record thing, and it had 35. And I looked, I was like, oh, they have the wrong age. And I'm like, nope. I'm 35 years old. <laughs> really? Nope. Welcome to Talk Like a Mother Parenting Autism Podcast. We are Jen, Kim, Rachel, and Jamie. Take a seat at our table as we share with hope, humor, and honesty. Hello. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. This is the beginning of our 22nd series called Self Love. Tonight, we're going to be talking about inner self, you know, like our self image, our inner voices. As much as other people think we're awesome, it's hard for some people to uh, turn that around in their own mind. So that's what we'll be talking about tonight. Tonight is the first time we have recorded an episode without Tabitha. It's a little weird. We already miss her. So sad. It is bizarre doing a little podcast as a foursome. Foursome? Oh, I gotta go. Listen to Spotify this morning. It was sad unloading my dishwasher. I thought like so many people wrote so many nice messages. Yes, we should say that. Really good. On Tab's behalf, thank you to everyone who wrote really yes. sweet messages. She so today is the day that... the episode came out, and so she did read some of them. She was really touched. It was like we said what we could in the moment with Tab's during our episode, and then some of us. Um, Jamie wrote this beautiful thing. Like some of us have been able to put it into beautiful words, but I don't think anybody has captured it like our listeners. I mean, it's just like a warm hug. I'm proud of what we've created with tabs. And I think that the best we can do is keep going. Yep. I guess I'll start since this series was my idea, I guess. So um, we have talked about this before in other series, but it's something I think that is for me, a big part of my life. I think I struggle with my self-image a lot, although it, it can be consistent at times. So I feel like sometimes I have not a great self-image of myself. I doubt myself a lot. I think negatively of myself. I think part of that is obviously I'm heavy, I'm overweight. And that kind of like bleeds into my inner self because it's kind of the way I think of myself. So I feel like other people think of me in that way. And I know that that's not true intellectually, but there's still a part of me that, you know, just feels that. I think that I struggle also with anxiety and depression. I think especially the, the depression component really just makes a difference in your self-image. Like, I think I'm great in the summer. The sun's shining. I got my iced coffee. I'm driving to the beach. I'm by the water. I mean, it really, you think, the summer. yeah, you think the beach of all places, you'd be even more self-conscious especially being an overweight person but you know there's something about that time of year that I'm just a generally happier person when I'm not happy and when I'm struggling with depression you know or all the outside things it really just reflects on how I think of myself although in some ways I do have a lot of confidence it's just in these other ways that I don't I think it's a hard thing to battle you know your inner self sometimes because it's just like the loudest voice you hear sometimes like we were just oh, on vacation with my husband and he's like, he's like, you're so beautiful because he loves me and it's just me and him. <laughs> and he's like, don't you see that? And I'm like, no. And he's like trying to show me a picture. And he's like zooming in and he's like, look how pretty your eyes are. And I'm like, 
he's like you don't see it and i'm like no i don't see it i just think you love me and that's why you think i'm beautiful you know which obviously is it's nice to hear but it's like it still doesn't make me think that i'm beautiful and as a mom of three girls like i hate that i have a poor self-image of myself because i don't want them to have a poor self-image of themselves you know i'm always trying to instill you know that obviously they're beautiful but it's like that, you know, there's other things that matter more, like the way you treat people and being kind and being, you know, inclusive and all these things that matter more. I feel like growing up, like in the 80s and stuff, there was a lot more emphasis on the way you look, you know, and, and obviously that does affect how you think about yourself, you know, and there's so much putting on beauty and put on models and you know, even without social media, like I obviously think social media makes things a little worse. But now you have a lot of people that are going against the societal norm and showing people, you know, normalizing that you don't have to look perfect. So I think that and probably. Goodness. Yeah. Like I think that, doing all the award shows without any makeup. Yeah. Yep. I think that I think that does help. I mean, I know people, young people, like people in their early 20s that get Botox and it's like it's crazy like they're in their 20s that you're never gonna look better than you look in your 20s like save your money for when you're in your 40s um I don't know it's something me personally I struggle with like I said there's there are some parts of my life that I you know do have confidence and then there's other parts of my life that I don't I I have a lot of self-doubt I think I'm a great mom then sometimes it's like was I enough? Like now my kids are young adults. Like now it's, there's no do over. Like, it's like, you know, it's like they got what they got and that's all they got. Obviously it's a, a lifelong process of mothering, but um, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, did I do enough? Was I too tied up with her? Was I able to give everybody attention? Especially with my son, he was there for the brunt of it. And, you know, I always think in the back of my head, did I do enough? Was I able to give him the love and attention, you know, that he needed to, to be a secure person? I don't know. It's just hard. I think I always have those doubts. I don't know that everybody does, but I know a lot of people do, but it's just, it's just hard. But then there's, there could be other times that I'm like, you know, if somebody was to be like, oh, you, you're a shitty mother. I'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm a great <laughs> mother. What are you talking about? Uh, that's just like one example I can think of. Anybody else want to weigh in? Well, I think before we were recording, I was talking about how inner self sort of, I think it kind of projects how your outer self, how you feel. But for me, you know, I don't know. I've always, I thought been confident and that, but I'm definitely not anymore. Like there's a lot's changed. So the, the, the isolation of autism has sort of, it has sort of changed my inner self. Like I'm very, I get very nervous. I never had anxiety before. I'm very nervous out in public. I'm very different around people. You know, I don't view myself anymore. Like Like, I don't feel like I could be plopped in a group of people like I used to be. I have absolutely nothing in common. So my, you know, that inner self, that's changed drastically since my daughter's diagnosis. Mm -hmm. If any of that kind of makes sense, you know, my my outlook on myself. Yeah, 100% makes sense. Yeah. If you're driving into the ditch right now, we're all nodding too. Yeah. So that's a big change, how I view my inner self, how I feel about it, for sure. Yeah, whenever thinks you're pretty enough, thin enough, look good enough. I mean, there's always, you know, back in my day, Kimmy, because you say the 80s, but back in my day, magazines were huge. I mean, mm-hmm. that was like the internet craze back then as you ran for that magazine. And it was Cindy Crawford back in my day and Claudia Schiffer. And that's who everyone kind of. Yeah, but even I, mean, I, thing, I, like- I clearly, you know, Cindy and I, it was like, 
it, it was just unmistakable really neck but, and neck, neck I mean and yeah neck. it was like exactly. ironic it actually her daughter's name is Kaya which is it's spelt differently and that has nothing to do Hashtag with my daughter's twins. name but yeah uh, but back in my day it was it was magazines and that's how and everyone kind of compared I them. do remember like big person was Christy Brinkley in Brookfield Christy Brinkley yeah and they're but still these, and then, you know what like the names you guys are saying are the only people that would be photographed at that time from head to toe in all print ads at that time, like as I can recall, and I've seen in marketing stuff that I've done, you know, like used professionally over the years, it's like a cut person, like, a, like, you're never seeing the whole face, you're never seeing like, a person's face, shoulders, midsection, legs, and whatever. It's like a super zoomed in. Uh, there's a specific word for that in marketing. It's like, James, do you know what I'm talking about? You're nodding like, like force perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that crazy, though, because like it's all just so cut down. Only the Christy Brinkleys of that time were shown full. Right, but when you're looking up to somebody in a magazine, like there's lighting, there's makeup, there's professional hair, there's professional photographers that, you know, had editing software then that like, now we all have it. We can all make ourselves look like. Well, I don't know. I don't think there's an editing software program in the world that's going to make me look like Cindy Crawford. Well, I'm just saying there's filters, there's mean. ways to, to edit yourself, there's ways to like, get your wrinkles down, make your face thinner. Like back in our day, your picture was your photo. That's what you look like. Yeah, yeah. That adds to the conundrum, right? For me, you know, I relate to Jen in thinking like, uh, when I was a girl working in a salon with like a truckload of mirrors, I did a lot of work with and like within myself to learn how to love the body that I have. And I sort of like fell into, uh, well, this is what it is, but because of uh, what is that? Clinton Kelly and Stacy London, maybe could be the names from what not to wear. Yeah, girl. I learned from what not to wear this show back then that I could just dress in a different proportion for my otherwise popsicle stick legs on top of like a twin pop body. I learned how to love myself when I was in the beauty industry and that, you know, I was always a size 14 or higher at, when I was working professionally. And it didn't really matter whether I was coming in confident running a company that is or isn't a salon. By the point that I had done all that work within myself, I was like dumping around. But in all of the hats that I wear now, whether it's momming, you know, I at the baseline feel like if I mommed better, my daughter could at least be safe, period. Like that's the baseline for me. That's the goal for me. So that can't mean that I'm the killer mom. I mean, my kid's not goddamn safe. As a family member, I used to identify as a person who like kept all these traditions going. I can't do any of that. Like there's so many different components where I've lost myself to, I will say the commitment to making my home safer or our environment better or to have a good day or a good hour moment that what I'm left with feels like a lot of failure. Like I'm just, I can see it. My mental health, like Kim said, you know, like I'm better in the summer. I can see a clear difference. Mine isn't like seasonal in that way, but I can see a clear difference of like, if my mental health is a veil between me and the world, I can't even see my true self through that. I can't see, I mean, my, my whole lens is clouded. So in that way, my baseline is I don't want to project this into the culture of my family as a decision for my daughter. So I like, we don't use the word fat when my daughter had gained a ton of weight or whether I'm tight in my britches or whatever. We use the word strong or big or big and strong. Like, you know, I was not 
like there was always body positivity and hoping that that kind of like sunk into her core, into her inner self. Um, anyway, I'm just stuck right there because I'm trying not to make it worse. I'm trying to like flip it and reverse it in my inner dialogue to just be kinder and more like, I can't shit on myself so much. <laughs> I don't know between who I feel I am still and her performance. Uh, so I'm working on it. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's hard when you get in those trains of thought sometimes to, you know, kind of pull yourself out. And it's hard to feel good enough for all parts of your life. When your inner self has you feeling that way, sometimes all you can do is just pull yourself barely out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And pull on some goddamn stretch pants about it. Yeah. Like, just pull on the sweatshirt and pull yourself out of it. <laughs> takes everything over. Jane, what about you? I don't know. So I feel like I would take this a little bit of a different way. Like when I think of inner self, it reminds me of yoga because I've done a lot of yoga and it's like, Basically in yoga, it's like almost like your soul finding who you are at your core kind of a thing, which this all relates to, but that's where my mind goes. And I just wrote this post um, a couple weeks ago, kind of joking that me and my husband, we do a lot of meditation and stuff in general, but with our kids too. And he had me try this new kind of, it's a not new thing, I'm sure, but try a new thing for us where like, instead of meditating with music or anything with us, you like you sit in silence for 20 minutes, like just yourself with nothing else. And I joked how I could not do that. Like I'm always I'm worried about things. I'm overthinking everything. Like I can't find like the piece of that to find my inner self in that way. Like I'm very much a mantra person or a guided meditation person because of all that. And I think it depends on what's going on. I'll go with that too. Yeah, as like, and as I get more caught up in the mom life, and where I am right now, the body image stuff is still there. And that, that is a big part of like all me. And I know we're going to talk about bo body positivity more later in the series, but that is a big thing that I struggle with. But I think more my insecurities right now are like really around my kids and like, like Kimmy was talking about like my failures as a mom and how I am a very anxious person. And I feel like that intrudes on my parenting and how I feel like a crap mom because I allow that to happen and I'm not I feel like I'm not doing what I should and so like really beating myself up inside over that yes, kind of yes, stuff yes. really bad you know like ideally what I need to work on with my inner self is like finding peace within myself like mm -hmm. not necessarily being able to sit in silence for 20 minutes but like doing that and like showing myself compassion and not just for trying to forget things or block things out or distract myself from things but instead being like okay, how can I work through this and get through this and giving myself like the patience to get through things? I mean, it's, I don't have patience with myself. But it's almost like if you think about how you would talk to me, if I was saying the things to you that you're thinking about yourself, like your your answers would be very different. You know, it's like when it's ourselves, for some reason, we're just like toxic to our own minds for some reason. I mean, with the meditation stuff, which I haven't done that, but anything that you're supposed to, supposed to make you relax, instantly makes me anxious like Neil put on jazz music and he's like isn't this so relaxing and I'm like no it's not relaxing at all because for some reason it makes me like more amped up or like breathing I did this yoga thing and the breathing like literally almost gave me a panic attack because it's like I can't do the breathing <laughs> like anything <laughs> that's supposed to relax you I swear like has the opposite effect on me so like and I'm just not really fit enough to take a jog. So that's like not an option for me. And that's the whole point of like meditation is getting to that place. Like no one starts yeah. there. Like it's definitely getting to a place. But like there's so many things that can block you from it. And like I don't I mean, I feel like personally, I don't have the time to sit there and work on those like things that I probably should work on and heal so that I am a better mom. I'm better this that I 
view myself better, but it's so hard to find the time. And it's really like trying to heal your inner self. And that's different for everybody. Like people try to heal their inner child. They try to heal their inner traumas. And like, it's really hard to reflect on the things and take the time to figure yourself out. And I think especially us as like parents to Mm -hmm. children with disabilities, there's like no time to do that. And I always like, if people ever ask like, um, or people always like, oh, if you would go back, would you still have kids when you did? Or would you still have kids? And like, obviously, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't have my children. But like, I always joke. I'm like, yeah, but I always want to tell new parents like, man, try to figure out that inner stuff before you become uh-huh. a parent because it comes out in your parenting. And it's not like, oh, I'm concerned, like my body image is off. So I'm viewing my children's body that way. It's not like that. It's like it can amplify the, all those things for you within yourself. And if you're insecure about speaking in public and then you have kids you're forced to do that and if you didn't right. like try to figure out that thing I mean that's just a weird random example if you didn't try to figure that thing out before you had kids like it just is harder to figure out why you're busy having kids and mm-hmm. you're forced to do those things so that's why I'm like I'm like work on that as much as you can before you have kids like try to find that peace in yourself because it's going to be amplified when you have other people take care of you can't like hide behind being a parent well, and being a parent, I feel like also is hard because you don't have the time to take care of yourself. Like mm-hmm. you don't always have the time to groom yourself the way you want to groom yourself. You're not wearing the clothes that make you feel feel good about yourself. A lot, not all parents, but a lot of moms gain weight because you're running here and there and you're eating fast food and you're, you know, you're not eating nutritious meals and, you know, those things, you're not exercising, you're not taking the time out, you know, and all that stuff, obviously kind of affects you not only the way you look but just the way you feel then you end up feeling crappy because like you're just not taking the right care of yourself and I mean it's hard it's hard to do that's something in hindsight like I wish I really realized like if I could do it over again that would be something that I would put a lot more emphasis on because you know it it really ties into I think the mental health and the self-image and all of that stuff and it's not like I sit around here every day thinking like, oh, I'm an awful mother. Oh, I look like crap. Like there's some days that I don't, you know, there's some days that everything's going good. I'm not thinking like that. And then there's other days where it like, it just sneaks up on you. And I feel like the older you get, well, not for me anyways, it's like, I've been through a lot in my life. You know, I, when I was younger, I went to Boston public schools where everybody looked different than I looked. And they questioned why my eyes were blue. They questioned why I had stringy hair. Like, I didn't look like the girls. I wanted sealy braids. Where were you, Rachel? <laughs> my mom said no to the braids. Then I got switched to a Catholic school in fourth grade that was out of, it wasn't our parish. It was the next parish. I got bullied a lot. You know, as a young teenager, I, you know, kind of made this group of friends, which led to me meeting this guy who was a lot older than me, who basically just used me and you know, I was 14, he was 20. I, we can all just kind of figure out what happened. You know, that led to a lot of self-esteem issues. You know what I mean? He broke my hat. He used me. You know, it was just went on for two years. Then I meet Neil, you know what I mean? Have a a baby as a 17-year-old, which, you know, mm-hmm. not that I didn't think I was a good mother or anything. I thought I was a great mother. Honestly, I probably was a better mother with him than like Lexi. <laughs> I like followed all the rules. I was like, oh no, they said you can't leave them in sleeping in their so in the swing. And they said you can't do this, you know. By Alexi, I'm like, eh. The one She's kid wonder. First <laughs> kid standard but, is different. Right by the fourth one, you're like, 
if she even throw her if she even makes it into the bassinet but i also trying to keep her alive that's it (laughs) you you come like you compare yourself to everything kimmy said earlier about the mom like you're busy you have kids you're running around and then i think i have friends that have kids and are busy and run around but they put themselves as a priority they notch out that time for their exercise i don't enjoy it i don't do it every day but for some people it is a lifestyle and they they carve that time out and it's like I guess you make it a priority I guess it really just comes down to whether you make it a priority or not but I just feel like that that you know then that sort of reflection of like well why can they do that you know I can't Mm -hmm. I just can't Mm -hmm. get it together kind of thing you know yeah and like this image of like the mom you're gonna be the wife you're gonna be whatever it is and then like life doesn't yeah I still got that image I'll let you know if it ever works out right but it's like you don't always it doesn't always mesh up to like what is in the idea you had in your mind which is just life I mean it's like after and like after we went through all that we had a kid diagnosed with autism I was 22 years old like do you know what I mean like obviously in autism wasn't like a known thing you know that was like a that was like a really hard thing I think to internalize and I lived very close with addiction so and I'm very very close to battled with heroin addiction for years that greatly affected me like all these things just chip away at you sometimes they make you stronger when sometimes they make you not as strong you know because it's mentally you can only be so strong for so many people throughout your life without it starting to affect you and then that makes you feel bad because now I can't be all these things for these people like I used to because it's just not there anymore. Like I just, I don't have it the way I used to. And I feel bad about that, which is silly because like, I need to be here for myself, my husband, my kids. Like those are my priority. But like, I used to kind of be the one that everybody came to, but it's like, I can't have that. Like I'm an empath and that affects me, which I've learned how to step back, which is like a good thing. But like, there's a part of me that kind of feels bad about it sometimes, you know? So it's just like all these things that I think you go, you go through in your life just kind of affect you sometimes in a negative way, sometimes in a positive way, sometimes in both ways. You don't see that when you're going through it as much, I don't think. Um, I found this quote that says, you have the power over your mind not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. I don't even ask me how to pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> His name is Marcus. That's all That's all he's getting. Marcus. Sorry. I really like this one too. This is by Carl Jung. Your vision will, will become clear only when you look into your own heart. Who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakes? Oh. And I'm like, right? I really, really, really like that. Beauty is how you feel inside. And it reflects in your eyes. It's not something physical, which is so true, right? Because you, you're, we're always drawn to these people that have an aura about them that are happy. You're not necessarily drawn to someone because they're pretty. I mean, I guess some people are, but like, uh, I thought that was that was pretty good. And that was um, that's actually so- what first drew us to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, their looks. Yeah, yeah it's like this- <laughs> oh, our bubbliness. <laughs> it's like that spark that somebody has, you know. Not, we got that's sparks. Like, yeah, we got, we got sparks. sparks. Some people group up because they all don't have that spark. I don't know what that group. <laughs> Some of us are like a firework, okay? Kimmy's um, <laughs> an explosive. <laughs> She's illegal. I just need to say in the middle here, because we're laughing already, that Sorry. yes, today Steely Flanagan said, Mom, I learned that I came in like a wrecking ball is born on the same day that I was. And I was like, ah, kind of, but not, not on the calendar. That's like way more than electric. <laughs> Her theme song. We all have a yeah. theme song. I came in like a wrecking ball. Yep. 
It is not easy to find happiness in ourselves, and it is not possible to find it elsewhere. And that's just Amen. something I feel. Well, I, feel I know like I have no problem finding it in a pint of ice cream. <laughs> but it's going into yourself. That's why. You told. You told. Right into my inner self. That's great. Yes, it is. Which is very true because I feel like there's things in life that you're just like, oh, if we just had more money, if we had a nicer house, you know, just things. Yes, money would make your life easier, but like there's other struggles that you would have if you didn't have money struggles. So it's like, it's just, it's not, it's what you make of it sometimes. Um, It's what you make of situations. Um, Me and Neil both had effed up lives. So it's like, we've learned a lot of like, just kind of, taking it on the chin and, and going on about it things that i think would sometimes buckle other people it's what you make of it really that's i think what it comes down to um resilience you know yeah like it's just people that have never had anything bad happen to them something happens to them and it's like they don't even know what to do i mean right now my water heater and my turtles are broken so it's like, in the cold and it's like, yeah it's 20 degrees okay well uh the pot's not going to be here for a few days we're just gonna have to i got the i got the oven on right now okay? i'd be standing in the bathroom with a hairdryer like just heat her up and it's not even a money thing it's just we can't get the pot and then uh, like i said the other thing i wanted to talk about is our inner monologue which very interestingly it is said that 50% of people do not have an inner monologue, which I have a hard time believing this because I've never met anybody who doesn't. Maybe my daughter, because she can't tell me if she does or not. So I'm always very interested to know if she has it in a, like, can she talk in her mind? Can do words play in her mind? Or is it like Temple where you, she sees in pictures and she doesn't have the words. You know, some people don't have the words. They have a very quiet brain. I would like to know what that would be like for one day. I'm just so interested. I can't even. Also, though, I feel like it'd be very boring. Like, who do you talk to? Nobody does yoga. The 20 minutes, I just can't really. I mean, you think you sit Mm -hmm. for 20 minutes, and I mean, how do you not think about the thousand things you have to do? And that when you're sitting, I can't even get my hair done without crawling out of my skin because who has an hour and a half to sit in a chair to get your hair done? Like, who has that extra time? I love the product, but after 40 minutes, I'm like, ugh. I well, you're just thinking like, this is me. If I go get my nails done, am I supposed to talk to the person? Should I talk to the person? They have to talk to people all day. They don't want to talk to me. Oh, I should probably be nice though and say something. But then, you know, like that is me in my head the whole time. And then I just resting bitch face the entire time. Like <laughs> if only you knew how crazy I was in my mind or like talking about the meditation thing. And it's like, even if I am, if I try to clear my mind, if I am not constantly going in my brain, like even for like that's why like mantras or guided meditation where I can like repeat in my head what they're saying or else I'm like okay clear my mind clear my mind clear my mind clear my mind I'm closing my eyes for no reason on this podcast but some people I think just don't have that and I think like but you can like they're able to do that and they can't understand why we can't do that Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't even necessarily do that but I'll be thinking about something totally different like my my brain will be like somewhere totally else thinking about something Completely it was irrelevant like, to what's I was happening. once on a school bus for a field trip in the third grade. I really wanted those barrettes. Jane, no, it's, you know, the thing like, for dinner. it's a skill that, that you have to perfect. Like if it doesn't come naturally, but it's a skill to meditate yeah. or to have this like whole thinking, you know, you know, you can almost get there. And then a fan starts in the blower of the furnace or something like that. Like a car drives by or, or you have an itch. Like you, right, but you just like can come out so vulnerably. It's never for me. I've worked on meditation for a long time, and it's you know at different junctures of my life. And God dang, 
it's like I'm one fan away from just blowing the whole thing. So also I read about that there's three elements of self-image, which also I found this kind of interesting. So it's the way a person perceives or thinks of themselves, which we talked about, obviously. Then it's the way someone interprets other people's perceptions of them, you know, where you're thinking. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've had whole arguments with people that do not know they're a part of this argument because I'm like, well, (laughs) she's mad because of this. Well, and she's probably going to not talk to me now. And it's like, that's fine because I'm just going to tell her this. And then she's probably going to say this. And then I'm going to say this. And I have this, I'll just never talk to them again. I don't even care. Like I have this whole crazy thing going on in my head. And then the person didn't even care. Kaya's dad usually tells me I have a fight within my, I fight within my own head before we've actually even had the fight. Yeah, yeah. Had the whole argument already up there. Yeah, I already had it. Now I'm super mad at that reaction. I pissed off at you and you are wrong. Okay. I've already settled this. Yeah. And then they come, then you see the person, they're like, hey, what's up? And you're like, oh, hi. I think, I mean, I think I have a little bit of that. Like, I overthink things. I think I do more of like, think I, what I should have said to someone. Mm -hmm. I do a little bit of that projecting. I don't think as much as other people. I notice a lot that other people do that with me because I am very, a very kind of direct person. I don't, most of the time, I don't have a problem saying like how I feel about things. And I, I've come to find that's rare. Like I try not to overdo it, but like, I'm kind of blunt. And like, I think people think that's me being like argumentative or me being mad at people. And I'm like, no, I'm just telling you how I honestly feel. So you can take that and do what you will with that. And then I can tell sometimes that like, that person thinks I'm mad at them and they've created mm-hmm. that kind of scenario in their head. And I'm like, no, we're fine. We're good. I was just telling you what I think. You could tell me what you think, like, in ever, whatever, which way. But like, I've come across that where I'm like, no, we're fine. We're good. But then, I, but I, I do, do, do a that. lot of the overthinking of like what I should have said or just little crazy react. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to the doctor. What, like the reception of my, like, I overthink kind of in that silly way of like those interactions. Sorry, Rach. No, no. I was going to say, I do that. If I'm like doing well, I can say, this is how I'm feeling. Or if I'm working on it, I can be like, this is what it is. This is how I feel about something and and kind of be direct as well. Diplomatic, direct, bitchy, perhaps, you know, like that lean. But if I'm not well, it doesn't, maybe it, maybe it's not like visible or even like, I don't know if you could, you tell from the outside, but I can turn anything. So like if Billy was to come home on a day that I'm not doing great and he's like, what's for dinner, which is typical for the after evening or afternoon, like evening discussion of what, like what comes next. I could be like, what? He sees that I didn't do the dishes and then I'm not even having the dinner. And then, and I'm a train wreck. I'm a train wreck. And all he said to me was, what are we having for dinner? What sounds good? But if I'm doing okay, I can hear like, oh, what's for dinner? I'm like such and such. Like I can just roll. But it's like, it's so messed up inside here. And then he will know like, and, you know, because I didn't handle my business for so long, I kind of like fell into being exposed by being a parent, being sleepless because I'm Sealy's, having all my systems fail because I've been going so long, like denying that it was like this and affecting me that much kind of put me in the tank, but I can turn anything when I'm, unless it takes like this um, huge amount of work, like meditating to sort of come at things and my day or interactions or relationships with a whole 
thinking like with my heart my head my voice all in sync mm -hmm. you know the husband thing though I project on my husband more than oh, shit. I mean my siblings and my husband what you were just saying not so much with like too many friends unless they've been friends for years and years and years but I will do that where I'm like with my like exactly what you said I'm like oh you think I'm lazy because I didn't fold the laundry or blah you know like and he's like you are so projecting that onto me but I've done that with my siblings too I'm like oh you think I did this and it's because I know them so well and I know they have had similar thoughts before so I just like project that over and over again but when he said that I was like oh yeah to the husband that's different <laughs> I mean, I will yeah. say like that caused our, like I was filing for divorce in July of last year. As of November, we've been back together. And in that time, we've identified that assumption is the end of our relationship. Like me assuming anything or him mm -hmm. assuming anything literally tanks our possibilities, like of getting through the evening, of being healthy for each other. Like, oh, it's the antecedent. Yeah. And I think that everybody does this some people do it in small ways and some people do it in bigger ways. I think it's a natural thing to do. I do it with Neil. Like if he's in a bad mood, I'm like, oh, are you mad at me? Like, you know, I'm like, oh, what did I say? I'm like, what did I promise? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know, I'm automatically thinking back in my head, like it's probably something I didn't. It's like a 50-50, you know, 50% <laughs> of the time it is something I did or said. And then, you know, sometimes he's just in a bad mood. Well, if it is something I did, I will poke and poke at him until he tells me. Which I is do the same thing. Sometimes I'm trying to be nice and trying not like to hide. And then they're actually mad at you because you're just being a nag. <laughs> Billy does that to me where he'll be like, dig, dig, dig about it. And I'm like, it isn't about you, but it's fixing to be. Could you please step off? Like, please. I've told Rachel the story before. And it's a member of my family who did this. Um, they were mad at me about god knows what so they decided not to talk to me for a year and i didn't notice <laughs> That's and it came up later and this person goes yeah i didn't stop by your house i didn't talk to you for like a year and i was like oh like i just thought you were busy and going through <laughs> something i didn't know it was intentional and so i don't know if you're mad oh at me god. people just tell me because you get a caller thank god notice amen i'm like yeah i didn't notice like sorry i didn't think it had anything to do with me like, this person tends to kind of like weave in and out so like i didn't really think anything of it but yeah i just thought that was funny just I'm like, let her know okay. everyone just, just like, if you ever mad at me just make sure you let me know because i'm just gonna assume you got shit going on um <laughs> and the third thing is the way a person would like to be so like your ideal self-image so like we kind of touched on this but like how you think you you'd want to be like whether it's in your career as a mom as a wife just as, as a person how you look like all that stuff you know people have like an ideal you know image in their mind and you don't always match up to that so I thought that was I'll tell you what I have these legs whether it's imagined or not that's what I'm saying the so, rest um, yes you do yep so Excellent. and another aspect is that we and we have talked about this before too is like your inner monologue so i feel like our inner monologue is just mine is mean she's a you know she's the first one to jump on me when i don't do something i'm supposed to do or you know to tell me a way i could have done it better and it's just like a, a non-stop loop at times you know so like i literally sometimes i'm just like go away <laughs> leave me alone but I never realized, I mean, I knew I had it in a monologue, I guess, but I never like thought about it in the sense of that it's kind of like a mean girl. We had talked about this before. 
And now that I can recognize it, it's easier to kind of like recognize it when it's happening. And it's completely like, sometimes it's, I mean, sometimes she's just really being honest. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but a lot of times she's just being like very demanding and um, unrealistic at um, her expectations of who I am and what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys feel like that. Yeah, girl. I, this inner dialogue thing is difficult for me. I think my depression is so much involved. It happens like a flip and slide. I mean, it's just, it goes from like, oh, you should do the dishes to like, oh, you shouldn't be here. You're good for nothing to any lane or level of your life. Like it's pretty swift for me. And I, I mean, the thing of it is, is now my, because I'm that kind of vulnerable, it's like kind of critical. I've learned that while you're at the baseline of trash, the things you need to work on are breathing. The things you need to focus on is like who I want to be. And when you were talking about these three items, Kimmy, like your inner self, your diet, self-dialogue, you know, your image of yourself. Like when I was in the hospital, like maybe eight weeks ago, I couldn't and still am struggling to identify what I want, who I am, what it feels like for so long. Like when I got out of my workplace and found my confidence there, like as that shifted, my value was in my values. My value was in like, I may not have work, but I'm still contributing. I'm still a sister. I'm still a daughter. I'm still like sustaining these friendships or whatever. You guys know, I can't even call you. I can't reach out for help. I can't identify what I want to become or see the spark in myself when things are bad. And I'm just left either in the shit or working to get out of it. It hasn't really been that I can find doing okay. That simply. It's either that I'm working on it or it's taking me over. But the good news or the thing that I've learned is that it's really simple stuff. It's like I went on this $60,000, thank God for insurance weekend away <laughs> and learned that I need to breathe and learn that I need to sleep and that it's required to drink water and to eat meals. And like as stupid ass as that sounds, I have lost everything. Like when you have a 20 to like 35 hour day, you don't know when you're brushing your teeth or when you're supposed to shower. Or if you're in yesterday's bra, or if it's been on since Sunday, like, I mean, yesterday's Sunday, but you know what I'm saying? Like Thursday, <laughs> it's hard. You can't come up for air. So like, I don't even know who I'm searching for. Well, that's what I said is when you get into that place, you just get so deep. You just, it spirals to spiral. Yeah, And we're just, we're just so hot on ourselves. Like, Oh, I didn't make these appointments. So like, I didn't, do x y and z to be able to get you know maybe get somebody in a program or like whatever it might be i mean we're only uh -huh. human we can only do so much but i feel like we're just so hot on ourselves and rachel will be the first one to be like don't talk about my friend kim like that <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah but that's focus. like my outward effort to protect you i have so little effort to protect me it's just mm -hmm. not even natural i'm putting magnets on my fridge to like think about how rachel's doing how dumb is that it's smart, actually. For me, it's, I mean, it's obviously all that. I think way too much about things sometimes. And like, I, I like Kimmy's talking about, like, put myself down more than like anyone ever would. But I also get in this bad place where I like start thinking like, why me? Why us? That whole thing that will eat me up. Like, I know I'm starting to go downhill when I start doing the why me in my head. I feel like it's always kind of there. But when I start like really acknowledging it and that really. When it starts looping. Yeah. And when especially yeah. like with autism or I mean, that was my thing last year. I was depressed a lot of the time and a lot of it was like, why us? Why does this keep happening? 
And that's where also like, you know, like the outer like comparisons to a lot of people, like everyone has their own problems. We all know, blah, blah, blah. But like, sometimes it's like, man, why is this person, why does everything seem so easy for them? And I'm sure like, yeah. yes, that's all like, but see, well, there's some people where really it is just pretty easy yeah. for them, it feels like. And it's just like, why was I tested when I don't feel capable of handling what I am having to handle? And why aren't mm -hmm. these people who seem like they'd be more capable why aren't they having these trials in life and I think that's a hard thing for me to within the inner monologue that's yeah. definitely the road I spiral down to but then you know James I'm not a good a person as you I don't just carry on I get really bitter and I see that or I see things like and I know all moms work hard and 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 but I struggle with when I see like you said Jamie the people that seem to sort of effortlessly float through with their perfect Instagram pictures, with their matching freaking dresses, walking through a field with their children. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like everything is so easy for you. Like, yeah. and, and then they, they post about moms showing up and moms have the hardest job. And it just makes me rage inside. Not because my job is harder. I don't mean, I don't, I don't mean it like that. I'm, it's just that I wouldn't have known until I knew Mm -hmm. And so I definitely go down that. Why? That rabbit hole. It's like Jamie said, like, why? When I see those kind of things, it's very hard to hold it in your inner self. Cause just want to let it out of your outer self. Well, also you have to realize that people only showing you what they want you to see. You have no idea what's going on behind those doors. That's what mm -hmm. I just try yeah. to tell myself. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they could be going through something that we yeah, can I really hope their life sucks <laughs> outside of that perfect meme. I hope they <laughs> I hope their furnace breaks when they get home. <laughs> I hope their car breaks down. I'm just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it is. It's hard because it's like our our lives just don't move with the same ease as other people. It's like people can debate all day long, back and forth all they want, but we don't have simplicity in our life. Like my daughter, who's been gone for three days, I think, she came over for dinner after work. She immediately started screaming about everything, about where her jacket was, about this, about that. We don't even know what you were trying to like run around and fix things and um, you know, just get her to stop screaming. And then my husband lost his patience because he's trying to cook dinner and she's just screaming and making these ungodly sounds. And it's like, I'm sorry to be clear to our listeners, because maybe you're not picking up what she's laying down. She can't say the daughter's name, but one daughter came home from school while the other one that lives there full time was screaming. She was screaming. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a whole thing. And it's just something that should just be a simple thing. Like she comes in, has dinner with us and leaves. And it's not, it's not a simple thing. And yeah. that's just one example, you know, nothing is simple. Like we can't just go on a vacation or just go, you know, somewhere without planning, without having a plan B. And you get resentful of that, you know, you get resentful of that. And then you feel bad about it. Then you feel bad because it's like, this is your kid. This is your life. Like you're not, you know, you're not supposed to feel this way, but like, it's just, it's aggravating we just want to have dinner like I don't want my daughter to feel unwelcome in our home in her home this is her home she's away at college but this is still her home you know and it's just the change for Alyssa she doesn't like it I talked about briefly earlier that me and my husband went on a vacation we were gone for six days and she was not happy to see us come back which it's not that she wasn't happy that we were back she didn't expect us to walk through the door Nobody prepped yeah, for so, it. So like, how's that for your inner dialogue where yeah. you're already feeling the guilt of like being gone for this many days? No, and I'm, then like, she's like, I'm like, bye, I'll go for a few more days. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But like, 
our lives just don't have that ease and 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 sometimes you just beat up on yourself because of it and then you beat up on yourself because you're you know you were mad about it or you lost your patience or you know whatever it might be and I just think that plays into all the stuff and um I have two more quotes I know I love quotes guys sorry it's not who you are that holds you back it's who you think you're not I love I love that it's not who you are that holds you back it's who you think you're not we're just a lot better than we realize I think in this other one is life will knock you down more than you can imagine don't knock yourself down Mm. I want to print those out those are I love that. I also love this one where like, I shouldn't should myself or don't should yourself to yeah, like, whatever. don't should on yourself. That's what it is. Don't should on yourself because I've never heard that you're being critical. Not as like nobody else's. And there's this like, I said to you one time, Kimmy, like three years ago, I said, yeah, but you're not that big of a deal to that person. Like what you're making this into isn't what they're, I mean, obviously, Kim, you're a big deal, but like, yeah, but we kind of found out that you were wrong, Rachel. That's true. <laughs> we really, we really were a lot bigger of a deal than we realized. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you see somebody put something up on their Facebook and you're like, you react like it's about you, but like a yeah. lot of times it's not about you. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? Sometimes it's like is. Thing. Sometimes it is. Then there is this thing called imposter syndrome. So I've learned about this. I'm working on a novel. I'm writing a book. And every once in a while, I go, what am I doing? I can't write a book. Like, am I, am I okay? Like, yes, I know how to write, but like a book, like, and then I, I get down, I'm like, oh, this sucks. It's taking too long. It's never going to be finished. Or I read something that's like really good. And I'm like, my writing is nothing like that. Like my writing is not like that like like and you just kind of like get in your own head about it you know you you start like tearing yourself down I have the tendency to self-sabotage myself I mean I do it with dieting I do it with just different things it's just I guess it's like a so that's the thing and it can pertain to all different parts of life but um they call it imposter syndrome where you're just like constantly comparing yourself to somebody else who like does it better or you know it's easier for them or like whatever it is in in your mind you kind of like criticize yourself in in a way that like I know I have a good story (laughs) but it's like then I like then I start doubting myself you know I have a lot of people in my life that will yell at me so like it's fine I snap out of it (laughs) but like and my husband's like you're finished in this book I don't give what you say (laughs) even if it's just for me (laughs) yeah like and I think like I do that a lot too because I mean I've talked before about like my learning disability growing up and how like that's affected how I think of myself a lot. And there's some things I just have to be like, okay, I'm just doing it my way no matter what. So like with your book, yeah. it's like, like, of course there's always going to be someone better at everything for of the course, most part, yeah. unless you're like freaking Steve Jobs. I don't know whoever the smart people are, but like sometimes it's like, okay, I just got to do it my way. And then whatever yeah. happens, yeah. happens. And if that person doesn't like it, they won't read it. Like, so, well, but it's like hard I- to get to that mindset because you do feel like, oh, I'm not doing, I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm not doing it exactly how it's supposed to be or the best it could be. So I'm not going to do it. But like, it's even something like, well, this one read a few chapters. They didn't ask for more and they must not like it. But like, in reality, the people that I'm giving my book to read are like people that have children and special needs children. So they don't really have the most time out of, out of everybody. No, I'm not talking about you, but I'm just saying in general, like it's just that then you start like doubting yourself and people do that in all aspects of their life. So that's just like another thing that we have thrown on top of us. And I think being aware of it helps because then you're like, I'm like, oh, this is an actual thing. Like, you know, TikTok that's is very good. informative people. That's a good tip. <laughs> 
like a nice takeaway for our listeners. Uh, something that I learned recently at, in therapy is that, it, or in this like intensive therapy I was doing, is that when you hear the loop, if you can change it to like something scripted within yourself to be like, nope, we're going to flip that and reverse it. Well, that's, that's a little bit of inner Rachy dialogue. Put your thing down, flip it and reverse it, Rachy. It's time to switch it around. Like I have to shift by hearing the loop, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And kind of I mean, I can only shift once I've acknowledged that it's looping. That's what I meant to say. And I think it's things like a lot of people go through, a lot of us go through, especially women, especially moms, and especially moms of kids with disabilities, because it's just, it's such a big responsibility. You know, we have a bigger responsibility as far as like, I felt guilty for leaving my daughter to go on a cruise because of the fact that I'm like, well, I'm going to be in the middle of the ocean. I can't get right back in an hour if I need to. Like, it, it's a more complicated process. Even but if it's your like, vacation was on a rowboat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, I have my daughter for the rest of my life. So it's not like I can be like, you know, like when you have other kids, you can be like, well, when they're older, when they're in college, when they're 18, we'll be able to go out and do more things. I don't have that. Like, we're always going to have her. It's not like there's going to be a time that I could do it that would be better. Also, I was selfish and I wanted to do it. I'll just admit it. <laughs> but everything was fine. She did great. But yeah, so it, I feel like we do have a little bit more of that responsibility on our shoulders, you know, and it just it just is a little bit it's a little bit hotter. And I think then you sometimes internalize those things. My inner self ratcheted to the 10th degree when I met my Celie Flanagan and like every year it cranks a little tighter. Like I'm just, oh, feeling exposed and worn out, you know? And I think it's good to voice these things because then somebody else can tell you. I was just going to say friendship and talking about it probably is the only better thing that I've found. My husband helps a lot because he's just like, no, like, you're only one, you're, like, even stuff at work, he's like, no. I'm like, I'm just going to listen to you. You sound you sound like you know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> but yeah, voicing that stuff, you're not keeping it bottled inside, talking about it. Um, sometimes when you say it, you'll hear yourself and be like, oh, like, you automatically can correct it yourself by just hearing yourself say it out loud. Or sometimes it's nice for, you know, a friend, a husband, a family member to kind of like, give you that little bit of encouragement and help you battle that self-doubt and it ain't easy people but i think self-doubt like battle that and good night yes <laughs> and, and good night next week we're going to talk about our outer selves and body positivity mm-hmm. so make sure you come in and tune for that and then we're going to have a special guest coming for the series to talk about this stuff as well um so yeah so thank you everybody for listening and have a great day bye thank you yourselves Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Talk Like a Mother Parenting Autism Podcast. If you are enjoying our podcast, make sure to rate and review us wherever you listen. And if you'd like to support us, you can become a subscriber. Just check out the description of this episode. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram for more content. And we'll see you next time.